0: Part 4 of Manchester Poetry Edited by James Wheeler This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Poems by Charles Swain Continued Dryborough Abbey The Dying Minstrel The Liar The Schooner The Temple of Victory Boyhood Dryborough Abbey T'was morn but not the ray which falls the summer boughs among, when beauty walks in gladness forth with all her light and song. T'was morn, but mist and cloud hung deep upon the lonely vale, and shadows like the wings of death were out upon the gale. For he, whose spirit woke the dust of nations into life, that o'er the waste and barren earth spread flowers and fruitage rife, whose genius, like the sun, he loomed the mighty realms of mind, had fled for ever from the fame, love, friendship of mankind. To wear a wreath in glory wrought, his spirit swept afar, beyond the soaring wing of thought, the light of moon or star. To drink immortal waters, free from every taint of earth, To breathe before the shrine of life, The source whence worlds had birth. There was wailing on the early breeze, And darkness in the sky, When, with sable plume and cloak and pall, A funeral train swept by. Methought, St. Mary, shield us well, That other forms moved there, Than those of mortal brotherhood, The noble, young and fair, was it a dream? How oft in sleep we ask, can this be true? Whilst warm imagination paints her marvels to our view. Earth's glory seems a tarnished crown to that which we behold, when dreams enchant our sights with things whose meanest garb is gold. Was it a dream? Methought the dauntless harold passed me by, the proud Fitz-James with martial step and dark intrepid eye that Marmion's haughty crest was there, a mourner for his sake, and she, the bold, the beautiful, sweet lady of the lake. The minstrel, whose last lay was o'er, whose broken harp lay low, and with him, glorious Waverley, with glance and step of woe, and Stuart's voice rose there, as when, mid-fate's disastrous war, he led the wild, ambitious, proud, and brave Vivian Vaughan. Next, marveling at his sable suit, the Domine stalked past with Bertram Julia by his side, whose tears were flowing fast. Guy Mannering too moved there, war-powered by that afflicting sight, and merrilies, as when she wept on Ellangowan's height. Solomon grave, monk-barns appeared amidst that burial line, and Ochiltree leant o'er his staff, and moored for Auld Lang Syne. Slow marched the gallant MacIntyre, whilst Lovell mused alone. For once Miss Warder's image left that bosom's faithful throne. With coronach and arms reversed, forth came MacGregor's clan, Red Dougal's cry pealed shrill and wild, Rob Roy's bold brow looked wan. The fair Diana kissed her cross and blessed its sainted ray, and wears me, the Bailey sighed, that I should see this day? Next rode in melancholy guise, with sombre vest and scarf, Sir Edward, Laird of Ellislaw, the far-renowned Black Dwarf, Upon his left, in bonnet blue, and white locks flowing free, the pious sculptor of the grave stood, old mortality. Balfour of Burley, Claverhouse, the lord of Evandale, and stately Lady Margaret, whose woe might naught avail. Fierce Bothwell on his charger black, as from the conflict won, and pale Habakkuk Mucklerath, who cried, God's will be done. And like a rose, a young white rose, that blooms mid wildest scenes, past she, the modest, eloquent, and virtuous genie deans, and Dumbedykes, that silent laird, with love too deep to smile, and Effie, with her noble friend, the good Duke of Argyll, with lofty brow, and bearing high, Dark ravenswood advanced, who on the false lord keeper's mien with eye indignant glanced, Whilst graceful as a lonely fawn, neath covert close and sure, approached the beauty of all hearts, the bride of Lammermoor. Then Annat Lyle, the fairy queen of light and song, stepped near, the knight of Arden Vore, and he the gifted highland seer. Dalgetty, Duncan, Lord Manteith, and Ranald met my view, the hapless children of the mist, and bold Michonaldu. On swept Bois-Gilvert, front the boeuf, de Brace's plume of woe, and heard de Leon's crest shone near the valiant Ivanhoe. Whilst soft as glides a summer cloud, Rowena closer drew, with beautiful Rebecca, Peerless daughter of the Jew. Still onward like the gathering night Advanced that funeral train, Like billows when the tempest sweeps Across the shadowy main, Where'er the eager gaze might reach, In noble ranks were seen, Dark plume and glittering mail and crest, And woman's beauteous mien. A sound thrilled through that lengthening host, Methought the vault was closed, Where in his glory and renown Fair Scotia's bard reposed. A sound thrilled through that lengthening host, And forth my vision fled. But ah, that mournful dream proved true, The immortal Scot was dead. The Dying Minstrel And the night's darkness clips me around, Close-girdling, enthralling, profound, The dreary descent to the tomb. W. Jordan I hear thee, solemn death, Thy deep, dark, whispering voice is in my heart. There is a warning breath, Which tells me, with the night I must depart. And is my fate so nigh, Are all the hopes, the feelings cherished long, thus in their spring to die, with the expiring music of my song. Youth's glowing leaves are all to wither in the winter of the tomb, its idols doomed to fall, its stars to set in dim, mysterious gloom. Is there no single ray that lit the visions of departed hours to smile upon my way and braid the path of death with some few flowers? Thou too, my mother earth, whose silent woods and mountain streams have grown a passion from my birth. I leave thee, soon the grave will take its own. Never again to hail thy summer sunset in the deep blue sky. Ere then the moonbeam pale will light the lonely churchyard where I lie. The brook as once, will shine the lilac-bower-perfume our favourite spot, and roses gaily twine, when I am in my quiet shroud forgot. Thou lute, thou friendly lute, whose chords have been the echo of my heart, henceforth thou must be mute to touch of mine, I leave thee, we must part. My last notes linger yet, like twilight o'er their strings to fade in eve, Or lovers that have met, in most unhappy hour, to muse and grieve. Thus murmuring, faint and low, like sunless waters to a viewless shore, Thy last sad echoes go, never on earth to be remembered more. The Lyre There is a living spirit in the lyre. Montgomery A sound came floating by, o'er the still beauty of the moonlight air, soft as a spirit's sigh, soothing the death-couch of the young and fair. A sound came floating free, a wild and low and melancholy sound, a wandering harmony, haunting the slumber of the woods around. Whence art thou? murmured I, lone visitant of this deserted shrine. Whence art thou? Speak, reply. Answer, Thou voice, this troubled heart of mine. Ere yet the shadowy woods waved their green honours to the breath of morn, Ere yet the solitudes echoed the song of thunders, I was born. My voice was known and heard, when paradise grew glorious with the light of angels, And the words spake midst the stars of first created night, My voice was felt when first the gathering murmur of the deluge woke, when, like creation's burst, proud forests fell, and giant mountains broke. Mine was the breath that drew the patriot forth to guard his native shore, when lances wildly flew, and cities trembled to the cannon's roar. Upon my wings the prayer of countless millions sought the Saviour's throne, My power is everywhere, in every heart, in every language known. Still, ask thou, what am I? Go, ask the bard whose visions I inspire. And oh, he will reply, the liar, the liar, the soul-exalting liar. The schooner Pourquoi ces sons affreux, ces rugissements? Ce tumulte confus, ce choc des éléments, ô puissance féconde, ô nature immortelle des êtres animés, mais tendre et cruel Faut-il donc aux faveurs dont tu les as comblés succèdent les fléaux dont ils sont accablés Saint Lambert. The misty sun sank fast o'er the long and gloomy main and the hollow moaning blast swept like a burial strain. Yet swift the vessel flew in the spirit of her pride, and the surges dashed like dew from her bold majestic side. The dim horizon shed a thin and sickly ray, the dull black vapours spread like a pall along her way. Yet lovely midst the storm, as a rainbow on the deep, did the schooner's stately form o'er the bursting billows sweep. Blacker and blacker set the wild portentous night. the winds and waters met, like demons in their might. The tempest rode the main with death-denouncing speed, and the giant mast was snapped in twain as a child would break a reed. Then paler fell the cheek, And dimmer grew the sight, And lips that wished, yet dared not speak, Turned cold and ghastly white. On, on the vessel ran, Trembling and wild and bare, The skill and strength of man, Were dust upon the air. On, on the vessel burst, No helm, no cheering ray, Like a dying thing accursed, She held her dreadful way. The breakers girt her round One fierce wild shout of fear And the roaring waves were the only sound That reached the landsman's ear. T'was a blue and moonlight night With a mild and shoreward breeze When a lonely wreck Hove first in sight On the far Aegean seas No signal sound arose from the solitary deck, she seemed alone amidst her foes, that miserable wreck. From helm to prow, no sound of living thing was there. Some gallant crew her grave had found, unblessed by earthly prayer. Deep silence reigned above, but ah, the birth below displayed a scene of human love, a scene of human woe. The beautiful, alas, the bright, the better flower, is ever thus the first to pass from love's domestic power. A youth in sickness deep lay breathing weak and low, and soon the everlasting sleep would settle on his brow. And there, in all the pride of early bloom and grace, a fair-haired girl knelt by his side with meekly beauteous face. With blue beseeching eyes, in steadfast hope upraised, She seemed a sister of the skies, So holy was that gaze, And smote the hand of death, Thus mildly in its might, Lived there on that sweet lip no breath, In those blue eyes no light. O lovely and not dark, Death is thy mild decay, When the immortal spark Yet radiates our clay, A gleam of daylight set, may gild the cloud of eve, and the soul's light linger yet, o'er the form it sighed to leave. Serene she knelt in death, beside the sufferer's bed, the youth lay warm with life's free breath, the weary watcher dead. The Temple of Victory Spectandus in Certamino Matio, devota morti, pectora liberi, Quantis fatigaret ruinis, Indomitas proppe qualis undas.' Horace.' The glorious spears of war gleam o'er the calm blue wave- Voices and lutes afar sing paeans to the brave- citern and lyre and trumpet strain breathe of the red victorious plain- Wreath, wreath the laurel crown, SWELL FORTH THE GLAD ACCLAIM, BID GLORY AND RENOWN, RECORD EACH VALIANT NAME, THE MIGHTY ONES WHO BY YOUR SIDE FOR HELLAS FOUGHT, FOR HELLAS DIED. FILL, FILL THE BANQUET BOARD, YOUR STANDARDS WAVE ON HIGH, CHIEFS OF THE SHRINE AND SWORD, BROTHERS OF VICTORY, BRING FORTH THE GUERDON OF YOUR TOIL, THE GOLD, THE CAPTIVES AND THE SPOIL, Brightly and fast the waves bear on the warriors now, the tide in beauty laves, each tall bark's silver prow, a myriad dashing oars sweep by, and shouts of conquest shake the sky. Open your gates of brass, ye temples, and receive, the brave whose deeds surpass what ages may achieve. Pour on the consecrated shrine, the offering bright of ruby wine, Upon your tables trace in characters of light, Which time shall ne'er efface, The victors of the fight. Immortals be they on your page, Stars which may light an after age. O beautiful thou art, land of my sires, To me of heaven thou seem'st a part, A charm, a mystery, broods o'er thy hills, Thy pleasant bowers, thy vine-clad plains, thy leaves and flowers. Mother of heroes, long may valour guard thy breast, thou terror of the strong, thou shield of the oppressed. Whither the tyrant's deadly hand that would enchain my native land? Evan, evohe, here, thy noble patriots come. They have brought golden cheer, riches and triumph home. Sound, sound, the tidings far and free, Heaven above, victory. Boyhood, some chord in unison with what we hear is touched within us, and the heart replies, Cooper. The dreams of early youth, how beautiful they are, how full of joy when fancy looks like truth, and life shows not a taint of sin's alloy, when every heart appears the temple of high thought and noble deed, when our most bitter tears fall o'er some melancholy page we read. The summer's morn fresh hours, her thousand woodland songs, her glorious hues, oh, life so full of flowers, the difficulty then is where to choose. The wonderful blue sky, its cloudy palaces, its gorgeous fanes, the rainbow tints which lie like distant golden seas near purple plains. These never shine again, as once they shone upon our raptured gaze, the clouds which may remain, paint other visions than in those sweet days. In hours thus pure, sublime, dreams we would make realities, life seems so changed in after-time, that we would wish realities were dreams. End of parts four.